I've curled up in my bed with some pizza. Oh, I'm so oh. hungry. This isn't like anti ASMR, Michael. No, it's, this is very ASMR. This is very soothing. Hello, Michael. Hello, Hava. You look so cute today. Oh my God. Thank you. I have so many barrettes now. I just discovered barrettes. I never knew about them before, but now I've realized I can use them to be cute, even during quarantine. You look very cute and uh, you look very wholesome. Thank you. Thank you. I am wholesome. You're, you're doing the whole girl next door thing right now. Yes. I'm wholesome and happy today because we got a new patron who joined our Patreon because I made a tweet about stickers. New patron, you know who you are. Welcome to the right side of history. That's right. But really, though, thank you. Michael, how are you today? I'm eating pizza right now. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. It, it... <laughs> Mazel tov. Very chomet. It's Passover. You're not supposed to, but by the time we release this, it'll be okay. It's even worse than that. Don't even ask what's on it. <laughs> All right. Not safe for work content if you work in a synagogue. Yeah, this pizza is not safe for work. It's not safe for anyone. And you know, it's quarantine, and what happens in quarantine stays in quarantine. Uh, that, I think, is the hope. I think that's the ideal for quarantine, is that nothing comes out of it. Michael, today we are joined by a very special guest. Her name is Avilasha Deka. She is my roommate. She is a software engineer. She's a goddess. She's a oh fellow God. Leo, fellow Taurus moon. Yeah, the podcast might explode. <laughs> <laughs> Big Leo energy. Michael is a Libra, cusp Scorpio, if anyone was wondering. And, and I've always read that Leos and Libras are very good, very good podcast hosts together. Mm -hmm. That's what the sages have said. So she's my roommate and she's Hindu. She's from Assam originally. She is always asking me really great questions about Judaism. So I thought it would be really fun to do a podcast where Abalasha comes on and asks me all the questions she normally asks me about Judaism, but in front of our audience of millions of listeners. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I am so excited. This is my radio debut. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. You look great. She's wearing a full length ball gown. <laughs> it is the most incredible podcast fit I've ever seen. So how are you, Abulasha? I'm doing okay. We're holding up okay in the new Gaven. All of our minds have definitely like melded together for the memes. Yes, we are one meme now. Our house is just one meme. And we're probably going to die like this. I hope not. God forbid. Someone should make a show out of your threes experience during the pandemic. Oh, like a spinoff podcast? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it was a big day for the house yesterday. We just got some lawn furniture so we can sit outside. It's true. That's a big deal. We're all very excited to be sitting outside. <laughs> lawn furniture for the parking lot. Yes, we do not Shut have up, a lawn, Michael. to be clear. No judgment. You are city girls, right? I want to give the listeners <laughs> the impression. Yes. That's right. That's right. Yes, we do live in the post-industrial wasteland of Providence, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Abawasha, I would love to hear some of your questions about Judaism. Yeah. All right, let's start right off the bat. I would like to reintroduce myself as a Hindu and a Providence entity. <laughs> so let's start with why only one God? 
what does God look like for you? For you guys. I'm already coming off of anti-Semitic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We'll edit. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Okay, okay. That's we'll great. Fix it that's in post. great. Every time I edit out all the anti-Semitism. <laughs> okay, that's good. <laughs> yes, this and podcast that's brought to you by the ADL. I don't know all your Jewish jokes, Hava. <laughs> that's fine. Neither do I. Why only one God? That's a good question. I think a lot of it is the Jewish people in ancient history were having a cultural reaction against the polytheism of their neighbors. Mm -hmm. A lot of historically, the reason we ended up being so strongly monotheist is because the ancient Jews were like, oh, how can we be different? We don't want to be like those other people. Concept, one God. Hmm. Probably ancient Jews, they believed that, that there was more than one God in a sense, right? They were faithful to just one of them, and that's another interpretation. Yeah, it's true at some point that the Jews, they believed that there were many gods, but that our God was just the best. Okay. Was it like a regional God that you guys picked? What do you know? My sense, and this is controversial for sure, but there was a regional God in the area of Canaan, where the Jews were hanging out, that mm. was like pretty popular, probably associated with thunder and lightning. So badass. It might have been called El. Either way, it was this god that was super popular in the area, was a big influencer. Huge Twitter following. Yeah, the Twitter following was insane. Basically, the whole world followed, <laughs> followed their Twitter. And then I feel like the Jews took that and ran with it. And they were like, we are going to give this God a total makeover. All right. All right. Because Hava's always saying cute Jewish shit around the house. And a few weeks ago, she was like, every blade of grass has three little fairies saying, grow, grow, grow. <laughs> and I think it's pretty like egotistical to think that only one God is controlling all of these fairies, angels. What were you saying, Hava? They're, they're fairy <laughs> angels. <laughs> they're fairy angels. God, I think that's very polytheistic. That's very poly of you guys. Yeah, I don't know what the difference is between fairies and angels. Listeners, please call in and let us know. Is there a Jewish concept of a fairy? I mean, <laughs> I'm a Jewish fairy, I guess. I mean, I don't know if Jewish fairies existed in antiquity. Certainly, I think the fusion of Judaism and fairies has come to exist in modern times. So listeners, if you are a fairy, please call please in the call show. In. <laughs> yeah, we'd love to have you on the show. We'd love to have a fairy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to talk about being Jewish. But yeah, there's this Midrash, there's this Jewish interpretation of a story that every blade of grass has three angels, and their only job is to be like, grow, which I think is really sweet. So and cute! I think the way you can think of one God controlling all of that is like angels and demons both, they're not necessarily having to be controlled every moment because angels and demons have only one purpose in life. Like angels and demons are sort of like little automatons. So they don't necessarily mm -hmm. go through all kinds of different thoughts and feelings. Like in Jewish mythology, there's an angel and that angel from birth is like, my job is to say, grow to this leaf of grass. And so mm. like God doesn't have to be like on it all the time being like, hello, please remember to tell this blade of grass to grow. Thank you. I'll circle back with you later. <laughs> Basic hierarchical division of labor, standard corporate practice. One on one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For our next sprint, we'll talk about future blades of grass. <laughs> I mean, I don't buy it. At the end of this episode, neither of us are converting into Hinduism or Judaism, is what I'm saying. <laughs> that would be great. I don't know. Is Hinduism open to me as a convert? 
Can you tell me that as a Hindu? What's the story? Yeah, how do we become Hindus? Not that we necessarily want to. I'm just wondering, is that the intention? This is very stressful because I will not be representing or answering any Hindu questions. <laughs> Excuse me, I did not start a Hindu Bhagavad Gita podcast. I will not be transferring the word of gods. I don't know if Hindus like converts, to be honest. I'm always upset when I see a white Hindu. Like, the oh my God, wait, let this be the time when I come out as a hater of the Hare Krishna Hindu. There's a huge Hare Krishna Hindu population who is like whites in Boston. What are you doing? Okay, this is like exactly the opposite of what I was saying. It says convert to Hinduism, which is <laughs> um, fuck you, the Hare Krishna white. So you don't really want us. But I think we should not put this in the podcast. <laughs> I want you to say fuck white Hindus on the podcast. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. We love hot takes. What are some other burning questions you have or follow-ups, Abhilasha? That's right. My other questions are, what happens to you when you die? Yeah, Hava, what the fuck happens to you when you die? Tell me. Oh my god. (laughs) I am so fucking alone on this podcast. I was about to say, Michael, what do you think? And you're just like, turn that question right on me. (laughs) Well, I can try to answer. No, I'm going to fuck up. There's going to be some like pedantic yeshiva boy who's going to call in and be like, actually, Michael, you're wrong. Like Jews believe blah, 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 blah. Michael, I I receive that all the time. I know. I know. I know. Okay. Jews, Jews, Jews believe in. There's some, uh, I don't know, there's like, you know, there's uh, there's this, pl- like, what's the thing that starts with an S, Hava? The shpoop. The what? The place. There's like a place for, um, fuck, I don't know. This is exactly Yo. how I feel when I'm asked Hindu questions. Good. <laughs> okay, here, I'll give my answer. Yeah, please. I would say there's two main ideas about the Jewish afterlife that I'm interested in. And I will say Judaism is notoriously vague about the afterlife. Judaism is known for being yeah. like, whatever, who knows? Not important. Don't eat pork. Yeah. yeah. They're really specific about the pork thing. Here is the idea that I think is more boring, and then I'll do the interesting one second. There's an idea that God, at some point in the future, in the world to come, which is sort of like, not necessarily the Jewish afterlife, but the Jewish utopia, when our world is transformed and perfected, that's like the world to come then the dead will be brought to life. I don't know if that necessarily means like in your dead rotted body. I don't know if that means you get a new body. I'm really not an expert in this theology because I'm not very excited about it. And so I haven't learned very much about it. This is one of Maimonides things. Yes. Maimonides was very machmir that we should believe in the resurrection of the dead. But the more interesting idea that I'm excited about that comes more out of Hasidic literature and out of some of the more woo-woo currents of Judaism, there's an idea that when we die, our souls return to Hashem. They return to be like up into a heavenly situation. And then if you have completed your purpose in life, you know, it can be complex. Your purpose could have many parts to it, which is part of what differentiates us from angels, because angels just have like one thing. 
And we can have like these whole complex life missions. So if you've completed your mission, then you're with Hashem and that's great. And then if you have not completed your mission, then your spirit can come back to earth. In Judaism, this is called a Gilgal, which is like a word that's related to the turning of a wheel. So basically like Mm. you come back in another Gilgal in another turn of the wheel and you have like another opportunity to complete your mission. So there is like a semi-ancient Jewish idea of reincarnation, but it's not necessarily universally accepted. Yeah, I like that a lot. Is there a concept of the soul, the Atma? Yes. In Judaism, probably the most prominent idea is that our soul has three parts, the Ruach, the Neshama, and the Nefesh. And one of them is sort of like the highest soul, and then the other two are different components of you. Huh. Whoa. Which I think is sort of similar to the Atma, if I understand it. <laughs> Michael, do you feel like you have a soul? Oh, I just ate a lot of pizza. I feel like shit. <laughs> no, I feel like, you know, I have a soul, Avalasha. I have a soul, you know, but like, don't let, don't, I don't want to be too earnest about my soul. You know, I'm a guy. Not on this podcast. Maybe when I'm hanging out with, you know, me and the other yeshiva boys, no one's looking. <laughs> We'll talk about our souls, but... This is the kind of honesty our listeners crave. Uh, Okay, fine, listeners. I have a soul. I have a fucking soul. I have a soul. You heard it here first. Yep, yep. I kind of liked that Hasidic shit that you were throwing out, Hava. It's very Buddhist. It's very interesting. And also, there's this other fun idea. I think I first read about it in the book A Traveling Homeland by Daniel Boyarin. There's this idea that's been around for a while that all of the souls that will ever be created have already been created. So there's just like a big tank of soul juice up in heaven, and somebody is sort of like pouring that's out That's definitely a, a thing. Whoa. I used to get stressed out about reincarnation because I was like, "There's we have so many more people now. But we're not counting the ant lives, huh? Those are souls, too. These are my childhood revelations I carry with me. <laughs> wow. I love that. Thank you. Think Abba about Asha. the ants, Michael. Think about the ants, you idiot. I, no, I think about the ants. I spent probably two hours today in my coronavirus hellhole just looking at some ants that were crawling on my pine wood floor. And uh, it was great. That was dark. That was dark. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we've learned that uh, Jews have souls. Okay. Abalasha. What? What? Okay. What is a question that you really, really want to ask, but you're afraid to ask, but like you sincerely just want to know the answer? I am always like looking at what food Hava has on her plate. She uses little Ziploc uh, boxes for the horseradish and shit. I want to know exactly what it is. I don't know what it is. And it's something about the order of eating. As a Hindu, I had a lot of rules growing up and I was like, this is all bullshit, right? <laughs> well, we all, I only had the little boxes for Passover. Okay. What, she, what she's talking about is I had like a very shitty little Passover plate, a very schrock Passover plate that in order to keep my horseradish and things separate, I was using like tiny Tupperware containers with horseradish and things in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Normally, I do not put my food into tiny Tupperware containers <laughs> before I eat it. So, Abawasha, is the basic question, what is it with Jews and food? Yeah, what is it? What's going on? (laughs) Well, partially, I think on the mystical level, there's an idea that I've heard before that all food has 
certain vibrations, certain mystical energies, certain properties. Dope, dope, yes. So when you keep kosher, there's this Kabbalistic idea that the reason we keep kosher is because it allows our spirits to be closer to God because what we eat affects like our spirit. This is just like another fun, weird side conversation to go off onto. It is pretty clear in Jewish tradition that ideally, like in the world to come, we would all be vegetarians. Whoa. Yeah. Who said that? Who said that? I don't know. <laughs> it usually comes from the idea that when... Adam and Chava, when, when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, they did not eat any meat. They okay. were just chilling with fruits and veg. I'm sure there's other sources for it as well. There's just this idea that, like, sure, the world is not perfect right now, so we have to eat meat. But if the world were perfect, we would not eat meat. I like that excuse. That's, that sounds great for me. <laughs> it's lesser evilism. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So food has cool vibes. Yes, food has a vibe. Well, here's a question I have, Hava. Why do we have such very specific rules about food, but not very specific information about the afterlife? Or... (laughs) That is interesting. It's like, what's the deal? What's with the weird focus, guys? No, I quite disagree. I think the focus makes sense. I think Judaism is a life that says that holiness is found in the here and now. Like holiness is found in your experiences and in your normal life. Rather than spending all of its time talking about like the big pie in the sky you're going to get when you die, it spends its time talking about how you can live a life of sacredness now. The Jews just got caught up in litigation about like real life things and like forgot about celestial bodies and the infinite. (laughs) The infinite. That's fine. Agree to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is enough content. Is that enough content? Actually, I guess that's fine. What do you guys think? I have another question. I can keep going. I think okay, we have time yeah, for another question. Okay, well, this is like an attack question. <laughs> I guess not necessarily about Judaism. It's like about organized religion. It just has occurred to me that people... Whenever they get into groups, they're like, how are we going to exploit another group of people? Have you heard of that before? Or <laughs> Yes, I have heard of that before. So, Hava, what are you doing becoming a rabbinic teacher? Are you doing infiltration from inside or are you just part of the problem? That's a great question. I sort of think in an ideal world, we would abolish the office of rabbi. And yet at the same time, I'm trying to become a rabbi. It is a complicated answer. Part of the reason is because I think... People right now in the present put a lot of stock in what people who have the word rabbi in front of their names do. So like if you see a rabbi trying to abolish prisons, Mm -hmm. that carries more weight in the Jewish world than just an average schmuck trying to abolish prisons. Or vice versa, like if you are a little Jewish kid and your rabbi says you have to support the police state, then like that programming is going to land on you in a different way. To me, part of the reason to be attempting to become a rabbi is to be attempting to use that influence for good, to be attempting to queer the rabbinate, for lack of a better term. Queering the rabbinate. Um, <laughs> Is that like the thing they teach you to tie your shoes? You got to queer the rabbit and then like your <laughs> shoes are tied or some shit. Exactly. But at the same time, I want to do it in a way where like I'm constantly trying to give my power away. And she does give a lot of it away. 
<laughs> Sometimes you need to cover yourself because there's a lot of power oh, anyway. coming at you. Oh, anyway. So I'm doing my best to live in that contradiction of like trying to use the office for good and also trying to slowly move toward a world where rabbis are unnecessary. Because I do think the fact that we have rabbis sort of represents like a failure of Jewish society. I think if we had a Jewish society where we as individual Jews truly felt educated and empowered to collaborate with each other and to create our own spiritual lives, then we would realize that rabbis were unnecessary. But for now, we're in sort of a bridging period. And we can eat meat during this bridging period. (laughs) Yes, Michael, your pizza is safe. Oh, yes. But yes, after the revolution, I don't think there will be any rabbis. Wow. Wow. After the revolution, no rabbis. Wow. This has been really fun, Abulasha. Yeah, this has been a really fun episode. You should come back again. Well, if any of your podcast followers thinks I'm sexy in the voice, my Instagram is luckluckgoo. (laughs) We will put that in the description. Please follow Abulasha if you think her voice is cute. Another thing I would like to say is at the end of this month, I am going to be teaching a Talmud class. We're going to be studying a really funny little section of Talmud that's about tiny jars and the concept of relating to material objects. I hope it's going to be super fun. If you want to know about it, if you go to my Twitter, which is at you, then you'll see it on my Twitter. Or send us a message on Patreon or send us an email at you at gmail.com. Just get in touch with us some way and you can come to this Talmud class. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be super fun. It's going to be good. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for all your support. And Shavuot Tov. Shavuot Tov. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.